Check out my podcast show, Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman, Thursdays at 9 p.m. I talk about everything and anything. I'm all about sharing what I know and about learning as well. Oh man, I still every time I remember that every time of the show. Okay, hola, welcome to On the Wake Up Radio. Shout out to my producer Cindy Ashby. Tonight's episode is about parenting. You're listening to my show, Thoughts of a Light Skinned Woman. I'm your hostess, Boricua Angie. To call in, the number is 844 818 4433. Well, 4433. You can catch us on the wakeupradio.com and otw.com. So, some can relate, some appreciate, some hate. So, it's funny, because every time I have to set up, I keep reminding me that every Thursday, I am doing a show, and I need to take care of this Wi-Fi, but um, today it's doing pretty good. Um, I was make sure before I start. So, I wanted to go into the definition. I like to go into definitions of things, you know, of certain topics that I do. So I'm going to look into what is parenting? What is their definition of parenting? And then I will talk a little bit more about my experience. All right, let's see where we're at. Let's see what definition it gives me. Uh, Oh, here we go. Here's one. So it says parenting or child rearing promotes and supports the physical, emotional, social, and intellectual development of a child from infancy until adulthood. Parenting refers to the intricacies of raising a child and not exclusively for a biological relationship. Wow. Some definition that was. (laughs) So with my experience, um, I, like I said before, and I always introduce myself, you know, I'm 40 years old, I have three kids, my oldest is 20, my daughter is 16, and my youngest will turn 13. So, when I first had my son, I was, I got pregnant at 19, had him at 20. Still again, even though I have a younger brother, and I had to be the big sister, and you know, watch him and do things. I don't feel like that really makes someone an expert when it comes to kids. Because again, I was there when my brother was born, you know. Um, I was able to help my mom do things here and there. But again, that's, I, I always say like it's simple because it's like, that's not my child. That's my brother. Of course, I was there to help, but it's not like, you know, I had to do everything. It's the same thing like with the kids at the school. Adorable kids. It's great. They're not mine. <laughs> they're wonderful it's great and I was like good you're going back to your parents I don't have to worry about anything but it's funny because I always have conversation with my friends and with people about I don't feel that there's a handbook out there that tells you once you're like either 16 and having a child 19 or 20 and you're having a kid that there's a handbook out there that says here here's your first baby Here's this handbook and tells you how to be a parent. No such thing. I mean, I've seen books about like motherhood and maybe breastfeeding and what to expect. Those things I totally get. But there is, I've never seen yet, or maybe I've never taken the time to Google and maybe I should. Maybe once we go on a break later on. But um, how to be a parent. And I feel like everyone does things differently. There is no one way it's not set it's not written in stone and for me at the time it was kind of like my mother was there helping me um supporting but I felt like she kind of took over and it really sucked because I'm like man I want to learn and to know how to take care of my own baby my own child I want to know I want to make these mistakes I need to learn of what it is to be a mom And I feel like I didn't get that because my mom was there, you know, and it's great when you do have that family and that support of people who will be there to to help you. And that's great. But again, I feel like it's something 
that you want to do for yourself because you have to experience it. You have to know. You you know you know what I mean? Like it's not can't always like listen of course parents you know <laughs> they know everything or they say they know everything and it's like fine but again just certain things I would get upset about because it's like okay like this is my baby like I should be able to learn like if I need help I can ask or if there was anything because you know how sometimes women go through like postpartum depression things like that I can understand if you know someone needed to be there to help out to to watch and make sure that everything's okay those things I get it but for everything else it's like come on can I raise my own child can I learn about how to burp my baby how to feed my baby how many ounces is good or learn how to know when my baby's not feeling well to to be able to have that bond with your child and I feel like I didn't really I didn't really have that and again, I was just like, there there was no parenting book. It's either your family, it could be your mom, your aunts, whoever, your grandmother. Those are the people there, if you have someone in your life who's who's helping you to help raise your child. But again, everybody has a different way of doing things. That's why I was always like, where is this? Again, I'm like, where is this parenting? <laughs> where is this parenting handbook? Because I need to know. I need to know if they're selling it, what it says in it. Because, again, I, I didn't feel like I had the chance to really just be the mom. And, again, I have three kids. And I felt like it was like that for all three. And it sucks because, you know, as a parent, you do get that experience later on because if I was to have another baby or, again, if I worked in a daycare and I was around other people's babies, I know now what to do. I know what to look for. I understand. And that's what happens after time. It's like, now you're a pro. Now I'm a pro. (laughs) I know things now that I probably didn't know before. And, again, I had to eventually learn later on and see for myself what things are when a child's not feeling well, what's going on. I still had to learn these things. But again, I feel like now I'm a pro. Oh, man, did they love me at the daycare when all the babies, I would be on like a, acting like a big kid and just singing to them and doing And they were actually, they're paying attention to me. How are you thinking like, look at this big lady over here and this adult singing to us and having a good time because I was like, these are babies. I mean, they're adorable. <laughs> what else can I do? They're just too cute. So, but yeah, I just, yeah, I just, it bothers me um, when people say things because I'm like, I want to know. I'm going to say it again. Where is this parenting handbook? Because I don't know where it's at. And again, everybody does it differently. So what happened, I noticed as I ended up with baby number one, (laughs) baby number two. So from my son to my to my daughter, the the 20 and the 16 year old, um, as they were getting a little bit older and they were probably my son could have been five or six. My daughter, three, because everybody's like from like three or two years apart or at least five, something like that. Three and five. You think I should know this? it really sucked walking around being outside and and people are just basically out there just judging you and that was like the worst thing and i had this thing where it used to piss me off because it's like like you're here telling me how to raise my child and what's okay and what's not okay and it bothers me because when you look into other people's lives and their homes guess what their children are freaking out of control they're probably doing stuff that they were telling you Um, not to do with your child, but they're doing it with their kids. So that's why I'm like, I've always had this thing. Like, I don't mind getting feedback and opinions from people. But again, we all have a different way of doing things. I can try and take the suggestion of what you say. We will see if it works or not, because it doesn't always work for everybody. So it was just moments where being told of how to parent and I did have a habit and I'm not gonna lie uh the 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 the, the being loud and the yelling because I was a yeller I didn't know how to just like talk calmly to these children and I was always like the can I say like the anxious paranoid parent because I always wanted my kids to be with me everywhere I went like it was like stand next to me don't go over there because I don't want you to piss off these adults because that's how I saw it Grown people have moments of when you're looking at them, you're like, you're annoyed by this child. You were a kid once, too. And again, I'm working around kids. I know how they act and how they are like, yes, they are going to have annoying moments, but there are kids. 
And it's just things like that that I'm just like, I didn't want them. If it was for me, I would keep them locked up because I didn't want them outside around anyone to do anything, touch anything. It was just like keeping them in a way that I feel like I just didn't want them to do anything. I didn't want nobody to say nothing to me. That's where I was with my kids when they were younger. I was like, no, stand over here. Don't touch that. Don't do that. Don't do this. It was a lot of that. Because again, here I am worried about other people or people are going to say something. They're going to say something smart. And I wasn't the type that I was like, oh, I'm now going to fight this person because now they're talking shit. It was just more of like, oh my God, I can't stand people. And everybody's just here telling me how to do shit. What's right? What's not right? And I was getting tired of it. I was getting tired of it. Again, there is no handbook of how to raise a child. But the main things that I do know when it comes to children, it's about making sure that they have manners, respect, respecting the elders, respecting people, saying thank you, you're welcome. Like that felt like, of course, that's very important because sometimes even that was a big deal. Like if your child did not say thank you or you're welcome or say things that were very polite, people were like, you don't teach your children any manners? These these kids don't have any manners? Like, where did you raise them? The, the, whole, the whole little phrase, like, did you raise them on a farm? <laughs> so even things like that, it's just like, that I kind of get, like, I feel like that's important because, you know, if somebody gives you something, it's not you just take it and snatch it. It's like, you got to say thank you. Somebody's doing something nice. So it's like, now you'll say something, you know, thank you. I have my moments where my kids have done very wonderful things when it comes to people that I'm like, oh, thank God, they're not embarrassing me out there. <laughs> they're not embarrassing me because they're actually being polite and, and, and doing things that I'm looking at them like, wow, that's really nice. I'm like, I, I did a good job because um, I wasn't expecting for them to do that because again, kids, once they get older, they start doing their own thing. You're thinking like the day, are they going to continue and, and remember anything that mother has said over a thousand times and probably said it until their ears bled because <laughs> I have to keep repeating things to them, but they've done pretty good. And I appreciate when I get somebody telling me like, oh, your child is so nice and so polite. And I'm thinking to myself like, yes, thank you. I'm glad that again, they're not, they're not making me look bad and um, they have some type of manner. So I was like, thank goodness for that one. <laughs> but um yeah, I'm happy about that part. So now another thing was, um, I guess like during time, the fact of if you were raising a child in like in a one parent household compared to two, they made you feel like your kids were going to be raised a certain way because you need that father, you need both parents in the picture in order to raise a good child. And I know there have been many single mothers out there who have done a great job without having to have that male role model or, you know what I mean? To, to show that a mother can do it if there is no man in that picture, that they're going to grow up to be fine. Very productive citizens. They're, they're going to be great people just because there was that one parent in the household even if they were scared of mom, whatever it was, they turned out to be good people. There's no such thing because you need both parents. Your kids are going to turn out like, no, that's just, you know, that's just a bunch of bull. And even if there were two parents in the household, again, what difference does it make? Both parents could be there. The child could be out of control, no respect. So it's always one of those things like it all depends on the type of household. It doesn't matter if it's a one parent, two parent household. I don't really think that even makes a difference. So I feel it's just all, of, I guess, how you raise your child, interact with them and how they are, you know, it's just, it's amazing how some of them are. So things like that. But yeah, cause I, and I'm just saying that too, because I'm, I'm a single parent and I've been a single parent all this time, <laughs> having to do it all by my little self. And I've done pretty good. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud of myself because come on. Moms, we have to still, we still got to do things that, you know, a mother's job is never done. Doesn't mean nothing. We, mother's Day. That's another thing. <laughs> mother's Day should be every day. That should not be the, the, the one day of the year to show appreciation. We're supposed to be appreciated all the time because of everything we do. Not just that one time. But, um, yeah, we do a lot. So, 
it's one of those things that yeah we're we're always multitasking and i can just say that i'm gonna say it's not always that i can say all the moms because again certain people are just not not good at being a parent and things like that so i just can't say all the moms some moms could care less some moms just don't don't want to be bothered. Some of them actually still don't even grow up after having children and they really don't care and they don't want to take on that that mother role. And some people have said be like, don't call me mother. <laughs> so it's not it's some moms, not all the moms. So let me say that. Uh, another thing that I've learned with my kids that I feel like it kind of sucks because I feel like I don't need to ever bribe my children, especially into my kids actually showing me some type of love or, you know, or thinking that I'm the best mom because I'm supposed to be buying them everything their heart desires. And I don't think it should be like that when it comes to kids because I feel like I've had moments like that where it's like, oh, so you love me today or you're going to be nice to me because I bought you this. And so when I don't buy you something, I'm, I'm not the greatest mom in the world anymore. So it's just like, you have these moments. It's just like, I've had to speak to my kids. Like my role right now as a parent is to make sure that you have that roof over your head, that there is food in that fridge. And that when I've been going to work, they, the most that they have to do is go to school. I've had this job now. I have to be up like at five o'clock in the morning to do what I need to do. And I made sure during those 20 years that I made sure that, that I did what I had to do. They were always good. Never a time that I could say, they could ever say, oh my God, we were starving. She didn't care. No, I made sure because that was my job. That's my job as a parent. I made sure that they were good. I made sure they had somewhere to sleep, somewhere to stay. They can never say we were sleeping in the streets. None of that, because I made sure that they were good. I had no other choice. I mean, <laughs> you know, like, what is our role as, as a parent? Like, what, you know, like, what are we really supposed to be doing? So that's the thing. So it's kind of like, uh, I've had these conversations with my daughter because you know you you always want to have these great bonds with your kid but there's always just like that line that boundary of like I'm your mom I'm not your friend uh I it's great if you want to be able to talk to me tell me things because I feel like at that level that should be okay that you should be able to talk to me to confide and do things but to feel that I'm like your friend and we're gonna go clubbing and we're gonna be smoking together and all this other stuff I don't know maybe if, I mean let me see wait I could be wrong <laughs> maybe that once once they get older that might be a different thing but then maybe I wouldn't want my kids to see how mommy would be when she's outside so I mean they've seen it now but not to that extreme so I feel like maybe that will be like where I was like all right this is where I stopped the line we're not gonna hang out like that <laughs> so but yeah that just sometimes be thinking like no we're not friends we're not friends that's not gonna happen because I feel like for some I feel like they they some lose respect, some will treat you differently, and then they feel like they could just talk to you and say whatever they want. And even if I was still being a mom and being a parent, still, if there's no respect and they think they could speak to me however they want. So I feel like I've had to emphasize that a few times, especially of the other shows that I've done when she's here thinking that she could just do things while I'm here in my room and she can do things in her room because it's okay. Like, oh, my mom's here. Um, she, she'll be cool with that. Like, no, I'm not. <laughs> like, don't do anything in my presence, you know. You're going to do something, do it outside. Don't do anything that I can see because I never said I was okay with that. And that's what I've had to repeat to her so many times. And when the first time she did it, I let her know that I was now okay with her doing the whole smoking of the weed. And next thing you know, she's doing it again. And I'm just kind of like... Oh, my goodness. I was like, I'm not really getting through to this child. I don't know why she thought it was okay. Like, I don't know. Maybe she thought it was never going to come out of this room and see what she was doing. <laughs> so, 
I just thought it was real funny because I'm keep telling her like, yo, we're not friends, we're not cool. So I don't know why you thought it was okay for you to do that. And I mean, I don't again I don't wanna give that that bad example of yeah, you could do things while I'm here at home. Like, no. We're not gonna be like that movie called Ma. <laughs> we're not gonna be like that movie called Ma. And then here I am telling like, Yeah, sure, invite all your friends and, and have them over while they're there drinking and partying and I'm just there, you know making sure like no nah, we're not doing any of that i'm not i'm not that type of cool parent <laughs> we're not doing that especially not at a young age um i don't no that's not gonna be me that's like i'm sorry we're not gonna do that here uh, i don't want you to feel that comfortable now because i don't think that's not where we want things to go but again like i said um i've mentioned my daughter a few times and i don't really think that sometimes my daughter understands my role as a mom and as a grown-up. All the things that I've had to do, many things that she didn't really get to see. And it just kind of, it kind of bothers at times because I'm just kind of like, yeah, I was like, you don't know all the times I've cried, I've been upset. I had to make sure again that, you know, we had a roof over our head, that there was food in the fridge. Many things that I had to do that she she didn't see. Um, that she didn't get to see, and it's just kind of like, for her to behave and treat me the way she does now is a little bit upsetting because I'm like, wow, like, I guess whatever she saw, for her, I don't know what it was, but I'm like, while I'm here doing a whole bunch of stuff and trying to, you know, do better and make sure that everybody's good, I don't know what she was seeing. I don't, I don't know what happened. My mom is funny because she was like, it had to be her friends, and that's why she acts like that. We're gonna blame the friends for that one <laughs> and as she's saying that's how she treats me but then I've learned um from one of my co-workers I'm not the only the only parent when it comes to like a teenage girl young girl something about young girls and their attitudes what is that about is is that like a a, a puberty thing like what's going on because I mean my my son but he's older I don't feel like I've had to speak to him as much when it comes to her like the attitude i don't know i don't know where that comes from but i mean i know i did it too as a teenager but gosh my attitude and, and the way i was was not as bad as her sometimes i just want to be on some like some homer simpson type of thing because it's like yeah what's going on here <laughs> like where'd you get this attitude what is this attitude about like even just to speak i feel like even breathing would bother her and I find that to be funny. I was just like, sheesh, can't say nothing to these kids. But again, parenting is not easy at all. And again, it sucks. I don't feel like, I mean, I feel like I've given some people advice when it comes to certain things, not to the point of telling them like, you know, this is how it is and this is the correct way. But I feel like I, if whatever I experienced or whatever I remember, you know, I can kind of tell them like, you know, that you can always look into this. You can try this, you know, that's all I can do. I can't sit there and tell someone how to raise their child, because trust me, if we go right now into Google and social media and start looking at what we see, when I'm telling you about the things I've seen, how some of these mothers and their parenting, like I feel like I've seen, maybe people probably have seen it, videos of like a mom smoking weed in front of her child and then blowing the smoke in their face or, or finding ways to put kids to sleep with things that I don't even know if it's considered to be okay or legal and things like that. So it's just things that they show us that when we're sitting there looking like, is this is this the type of things people are doing that again they they think it's okay, but then it's just kind of like um, this is everybody's way of parenting, um, and it's it's pretty interesting. Now I feel when it comes to to like discipline and punishment, what I felt what I tried to do was. I try not to really hit them as much. And I feel like everybody's complete opposite when it came to them. I'm like, yes, whoop that child, whoop that child. People, for some reason, were totally with it because, of course, me, um, with my with my mom and my parents, they, have no, they had no problem putting their hands on me. And when they would punish me and, I guess, give me, like, a timeout, I would sit in the room, on the bed, in the dark, 
and that was part of my punishment. I never complained. I was never disrespectful. That's why every time I see the difference of myself with my kids, I was just like, man, I was like, you lucky you didn't have my mom or or grandpa because, yeah. Even as they've gotten a little bit older and then visiting, you know, both of them, yeah, they didn't like it. My brother's father would be on some like, he's like, uh-uh, you have to turn that off. And this little Spanish accent, turn that off. We're not doing none of that. Because he just didn't want her or my son being on the phone while they're over there. He basically wanted them to just either watch TV, talk, do something else instead of being on their phone. And boy, did they didn't like that. They were ready to leave if they could the same day. <laughs> they were ready to leave that same day. And it just shows you. But trying to discipline them, I'm going to say it was not easy. I felt like I was trying things and I knew that what I was doing was to the best of my knowledge. And I did feel that it was correct. Maybe I should have done it when they were a little bit younger, but I think the wrong thing that happened was when the cell phones started coming out and the iPads and all those things like the Kindle. And here I was not knowing any better that I was like, I should have never given that, you know, I should have never given them that. I should have never started them off with that because once they were introduced to that, all of a sudden I made the other mistake of getting them a phone. I forgot how old she was when I first got her, her phone. That was just like, that just wasn't for her. It wasn't the right thing to do. I don't know if I wouldn't have gotten her the phone. Maybe somebody else would have given it to her. They would have gotten their own little phone. I don't know. But I just felt for myself, I just feel like I should have never introduced them to that at all because that was a gateway right there of you know everything is their phones their social media the technology and then my thing was that was my way of punishing them oh you guys love your phones and you're you know you're talking to your friends i'm gonna take your phones when i tried that i felt like I needed to be a little bit more stricter and I just needed to just do it. Not even think about it, not even question it, but it was, it, uh, oh, it was just like, it, I just failed at that one. Because <laughs> it turned into, I'm going to take your phones and it turned into a fight, into an argument. Oh, why? You're doing too much. And I'm sitting there looking like, because, you know, I don't want to get to the point of being it made me want to just like punch her in her face <laughs> i'm sorry to say that because i was like i'm like what do you mean i'm doing so much oh because i'm trying to discipline you and this is part of your punishment so because i'm taking away your phone or saying that i'm going to turn off the wi-fi i'm doing too much i was like if i was to ask another parent or other you know parents who have children they wouldn't say i'm doing too much they'd be like yeah you should do that. Take away their phone. I've had my friends tell me that several times. Everything was always about the phone. Yeah, take the phone away from them. Change the Wi-Fi password. There was that. That was. I swear that was the only thing I've ever gotten. There was nothing else that they ever told me like to take away. It was, it was always was about the phones at the time. That was the one way to punish them. <laughs> take away the phones. Do you know? Do you know how hard that was for me? Like I said, I wish I would have just like nipped it in the butt and just stayed like you know strict with that because um i ended up getting into an actual fight with her over a phone a phone because i'm like i'm asking them to do something and everybody wants to be on their phone and i'm like go multitask look i have an airpod I walk around with what you have talk clean do things you can walk around with your phone and you can still have a conversation your life doesn't stop and you can't move because i need to stay in this one spot and talk to my friend because i don't want to clean up do you know how many times i've had i've talked listened to music while i'm walking around cleaning with my phone you get things done when you walk around with your, with your phone in your hand there's no excuse but yes, we actually ended up getting into a fight because I was just like, look, everything is about your phone. This is becoming too much. And I was like, this is the part of the parenting where it's just like, I need to help. It was like, what can I try different? What can I do? And even when I did try to take that away from her, you know what? Her friends were no help either. One of her friends will find her, uh, will give her her phone bootleg as long as she had Wi-Fi. My daughter was good. And I'm looking at this like, 
can I blame her friends and be like, these kids have no respect? Because I'm like, if I'm trying to show her something that, you know, you live here. If I want to take away your phone and take away stuff, I don't need anyone to be giving you their little backups and stuff. Because I'm like, you're not learning a lesson. You're not learning a lesson at all. If there's other people giving you stuff, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, this wasn't working out. It was just kind of pissing me off even more. And I was just like, here we go again. I was like, what should I do? But as old as they are now, like I said, she's 16, he's 20. But, you know, again, he's a little bit different. I've actually changed the Wi-Fi password. Pretty soon I have to change the Wi-Fi password to the second one that I have. I have only done it to one. <laughs> like, can you believe this is what parenting and this generation, this is what it's come down to where I have to say things like, let me just change the Wi-Fi password. Let me just, you know, maybe suspend their phones and do things like that. Because I've even talked to people on T-Mobile who suggested that. I'd be like, I've done it to my kids. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like, this is part of these kids' punishments of like, let's make them suffer a little and just turn off their phones or let's not let them have the Wi-Fi. Um, it's a shame that it's, it's gotten to that extent of this is what it is to be a parent. Everything is like you really now have to fight with your kid over technology. It's not even anything. I mean, I can I can argue with her about school, which of course, like I said, that's still a main thing, but it's just more of the phones and everything else that it's just like, it's, it's a big problem compared to everything else. Like school, she might kind of slack off, but luckily she'll pick back up and she does good. So I'm grateful for that, but it's just everything else. <laughs> Attitude, technology, all that good stuff. And then I'd be just thinking to myself, I have moments, it's just like, when you have to question yourself, like, where did I go wrong? I was like, this whole parenting thing is just like, sheesh. Like, the older they get, you would think, like, I should know this by now. This shouldn't be so difficult to do. And to, you know, like I said, because I didn't do it when I was supposed to in the beginning, I feel like I'm kind of suffering for it, for not nipping it in the butt and being like, you know what? We can't do this. Maybe it would have been different, you know? Maybe it would have been different if I would have done it the first time. I would have probably never would have gotten into that fight with her over a phone, over a phone, because I needed her to do something and she didn't want to do it because she had the phone in her hand. She didn't want to move and do what needed to be done. And it sucks. Like I said, this is what our, our parenting has become. Uh, even kids now too, when I see like in the, in the school, like, let's put an iPad in front of their faces and stuff. And it's just like, it sucks. Like, these are the things now that we have to do if we want the child to, to calm down, to kind of keep quiet, to do all this, you know? And, and it's just like, again, from the time that my son was born to how much it's changed now, it's, it's so completely different about... And I would love to know when it comes to the other generations of everybody else's parenting and how they've been doing things because like I said, it's pretty interesting. Like I said, it's gotten to the point now where it's more technology. It's not anything else. That's that's what my parenting issue has been. And it gets to the point where I'm not gonna lie, it's get, it gets a little bit frustrating having to repeat myself. And that's what we do as parents. My kids hate it, but I don't care. I'm gonna repeat myself every day if I have to. Hopefully something that I'm saying, you know, they, they kind of remember because I feel like somebody, my mom or somebody told me like, you, you know, you could keep talking to them, keep repeating it because eventually some of the things you say, they are listening. They are listening to some of the stuff, but it's just like, and then I told them, I was like, I, like, what do you want from me? Like, I didn't know that as a parent, I wasn't allowed to speak to them. Like, I'm not allowed to say anything about how frustrated I am. Like, I need them to help me. I need them to do this. I need them to do that. And I told them, as long as I'm here, <laughs> that's my job. I have to be a little bit annoying. I have to keep repeating myself because what else am I supposed to do? Now, what happens if I decide to just stop completely and just stop caring and be like, you know what? Everybody fend for yourselves. That's it. I, I'm not a mom today. I stopped being a parent. Everybody fend for yourselves. Then what's going to happen then? Imagine that. If I decided to tell them, like, look, I'm, I'm going to leave. I'm leaving. 
You guys here. You you guys can do this now. Take care of everything. Pay the bills. Pay the phone. You guys got this. Imagine that. If I decided just to like leave out of here and just walk away, they wouldn't be able to do it. They'll probably be trying to figure Russians and try to figure my job. I'm trying to teach them. Show them. Hopefully, again, I feel like I try to repeat things as much as I can. And eventually, as she gets older, you know, she'll understand that about what's going to happen when she gets a little bit older, responsibilities and everything else. And then she'll understand what it is to be a grown up. And maybe she'll see what it is when that time comes, how it is to be a parent, that eventually she'll know that parenting is not easy at all. It's not easy at all. It's not. Uh, yeah. 20 years later, not easy at all. A lot of, you know, mistakes were done. But again, it's part of, you know, me learning, me seeing now that I'm older. I can't turn back, you know, the hands of time and say, hey, you know, this is what I needed to do. But it, it felt like it was an experience of this is what it is. This is what it is to be a parent. And you're not always going to be perfect because that's another thing about people. They expect that you are supposed to be perfect. Do you know how frustrating and tiring that is? I, like I said, I let people know exactly how it is. My friends probably be thinking I'm crazy when they hear me talking about everything that's going on, these kids and everything I do, because I do get frustrated. I am angry. I am frustrated. I am angry because it's like, my goodness. It's like, now that they're older, they want me to do everything. I can't do that. I've given them their own little responsibilities. Like, here, you go wash your clothes. If you want, I could do everything else. But they, I feel like they, if it was for them, they want me to do everything. They want me to cook, clean, take care of everything, throw out the garbage, do all that stuff. While everybody just sits around and looks pretty. And I'm doing everything here. So that was another thing I tried to do. Uh, do like an incentive. You know, if you do your chores, I would give you money. I tried it. That didn't work either. So I'm just here, like, I feel like, again, I'm going to be honest. I feel like I would try things maybe a week or two. And if I feel like it didn't work, I was, I was already giving up. I was already on some like, oh, this is, this is not working. <laughs> this is not working. I was like, I'm trying to, to give them something like you do your chores, you will get money. This is how much there was this cute little thing I saw where it was like envelopes of saying like dishes. This is how much you get. You wash your clothes. This is how much you get. If you sweep, this is how much you get. If you clean your room, this is how much you get. And I thought it was like such a cute idea. I tried to do that here with them. It was like a fail. I even had this cute little chart set up. You do not even understand the things I was trying to do. I had a, a cute little chart set up where I had everybody's names and everybody's responsibility and the days on when to do it. Or not even. It was like everybody's names and their chores. And I think... I would give them a sticker or something because I can't remember right now. But I know I would give them a little sticker as long as they completed that chore. And eventually they would get something, money, toys, something. But it didn't work. It didn't work at all. You would have thought like thinking like, hey, if we do this, we're going to get money. It didn't work. <laughs> That's why my kids, when they... When I talk to them, they must think I'm crazy because it's like, wow, you kids are like very, very entitled, very, very entitled. It's kind of like, no, mom, we're not going to do this. You just need to just hand over the money and that's it. We don't have to touch anything or do anything you say. Just hand over the money because that's how I seen my kids. And I'm like, that's not what I was trying to do. That was not how I was trying to raise you. I thought that maybe like putting these you know little ideas would kind of help for them to you know as, as start them off when they're young so when they get a little bit older they understand like okay as long as i do this voluntarily without being harassed or told what to do i would get money for the money she would buy me something that i asked for something that i wanted but ah, oh, for me that was just like um it was like a fail and it sucks. But then at the same time, I mean, I could be saying all these things. I'm like, how I felt like I failed the mistakes. But again, I am still, I'm, I'm proud of myself because like I said, I know that I did a good job. I did the best that I can do. Because again, 
it's it's I'm not perfect. There's no such thing as being the perfect parent. There's nothing that's out there that's set in stone about saying that if you're not the perfect parent, it's like, no. I did the best that I could. And that's all I can do. And especially now, again, with the, with the youngest one, the teenager, and the one who's soon going to be a teen. I can only just try. I can talk to them, and that's that's the most I try to do. A lot of being repetitive. That's that's what I do. Just a lot of being repetitive. Um, what else we got? So I know I said I wanted to Google. You see, now I forgot what it was. Because I said I wanted to check something if we took a break. Now I can't remember. <laughs> It'll probably come back to me by the time the show's over. But I just know. Oh, I think I was joking around. Oh, it was about the parenting. The parenting book. And I wanted to look into that. So I guess what we can do is, even though we kind of have 20 minutes left into the show, I guess we could take a little quick break while I go look into that. Because like I said, I'm curious to know. I've never I've never searched it before, but I'm going to search it today. So we'll be right back. Hola, welcome back to On The Wake Up Radio. I am your hostess, Fodiko Angie, and you're listening to my show, Thoughts of a light-skinned woman, and tonight's episode is about parenting. So, what I did was I decided to Google because, like I said, it's so interesting. Like you would think, like you know, we need, like now we need to be looking into books about like how to be a parent. And I mean, it might seem silly, but again, let's say if somebody was a teenager, or even if they weren't, and again, some people I know they don't have help, so. It's like, who do you really ask about how to take care of a baby? But I, I want to, again, I understand about the babies, but then after that, I feel like it's more, it should be more of your thing, what you think, what is considered right and wrong. So it's funny, right here, I'm looking at like the best parenting books. It's like new parenting books hit the shelves every week, so it can be hard to know which to turn to. And it says, here are the best of the best. The books that have stood the test of time. Build your collection of parenting books with this list, and you'll be sure to turn to these bestsellers again. That is so interesting. Like one here. This is, says Dr. Spock's Baby and Child Care. It says a handbook for parents of developing children from birth throughout adolescence. Wow. Here's the attachment parenting book. A common sense guide to understanding and nurturing your child. But when I look at it, it's, it's just I see more babies rather than, you know, little kids or you know teenagers like this one the mayo clinic guide to your baby's first year like that one like i said these things i get this one here new york new york times bestseller the whole brain child it says 12 revolutionary strategies to nurture your child's developing mind and this one here cherish the first six weeks it says a plan that creates calm confident parents and a happy secure baby and here's the co-parents. They even have co-parenting books. Can you believe that? You gotta tell co. You gotta tell parents who are not together how to co-parent. Some world we live in. Can you believe that? Look at that. That's all I'm seeing right now. As I just googled it, it's like co-parenting. Wow, that was pretty interesting. I'm one of those people. Like I said, after having kids and me looking at certain things, I was like, I don't think I need to be told how to co-parent. It's hard when the other person is not on the same page. So it's like, yeah, how much can I really read? And are they really going to respect what I say? But, okay. I know I think you're you're on the phone. I don't know if you said you wanted to say something. You had some questions. I, I'm here. Mm-hmm. <gasps> you had some points. Man, you know, these children are, you know, when they're little, oh, my God, they're the sweetest things. I like little baby, babies. And, um... Those books, boo. You know, you have until your kid is, your child, not kid, kid is goat, but you have until you, your child is about seven or eight to kind of mold them into who you want them to be. So much of five years in college in psychology, y'all. And um, that would be me. And so that's something that I, I knew. So for me, it's, it was easier when they were younger. Even though they seemed a bit headstrong. But half of that is you, right? Half of that is you. You know why they don't listen? Because you were a child and think about the times you kind of like, you know, didn't listen to your mom and all that stuff. But most of it is 
kind of taking what your parent did right and using that and then adding in your own. It's like um, reinventing the apple pie or reinventing a great Thanksgiving dinner. You add your touches. That's that's what raising a child is like. Here here is a trick. The phone. I don't cut anything off. I go through your shit. Very embarrassing. <laughs> now they don't want to give it to you. Well, my daughter actually checkmated me once because now they knew I was going through their phone like water, and she wiped mm-hmm. it clean. With the Kindle before I could get to it. Wiped it clean. I said, oh, you become a master at the art <laughs> of hiding things. Touche. I wasn't even upset. I was like, that's some slick shit. She probably got that from me. If I had cell phones when I was young, I'd do the same thing. I said, that's okay. I'll find another way. You know, they're transcripts because you paid the bill. Don't let me one-up you. Because now I'll have paper, paperwork behind it. I'll be like out here like JF motherfucking Hoover, FBI, <laughs> coming for the Black <laughs> Panthers type shit. Don't play with me. Oh, no. And so they kind of learn to kind of just go, you know what? We're not going to win because she's, I'm a maniac. Um, I do three, four hour lectures. I, I'm not into the beating. I, I got too many beatings. The beatings only made me more fucking diabolical. I'm not the I'm not that child you want to beat. So I knew that. So I goes maybe mine won't. And plus, you know, my grandmother's advice. She used to say that every child is different. They're all individuals. They're not sandbags. You you don't have to beat on them. You have to figure out what your child is like. Is your child hard headed? Maybe a soft behind. Maybe like is it taking things away? Find out what they love and exploit the fuck out of it. You know, that's what you take away. And that's when they humble themselves. Um, what What's another tactic? Yeah, they know I go through that shit. Oh, whenever I'm talking about something. So, you know, most people talked about the birds and the bees. I yeah. pulled out one of those, uh, those books they gave us on STDs. And I showed everyone what genital warts and gonorrhea and herpes look like and they looked at me like I lost it was like why can't you be your regular mom because it doesn't work to be regular I'm going oh, no. for your deepest fucking trauma right now I'm trying to show you you know pregnancy is the work not even the worst thing that can happen right there's HIV there's herpes the gift that keeps on giving because it never leaves um, oh, my goodness. you know and so there are things that are worse then there's also Getting them to understand that, you know, as they get older, because you don't have long to parent, you know, everything's a blink of an eye. It's getting them to understand mm-hmm. you want to be with someone that's going to love and respect you. That's another thing. Now, I'm going to say to you, kudos to all the single parents, including you. I could not do it. I told myself because my grandmother was always drilling in my head that you have to find someone. That's going to help you. I'm a carbon copy of my ancestor. I'm not going to lie to you. I was always, when I hear the stories of how people had to figure out how they're going to feed that, I just did not feel like going that, going through that. And so mm. sometimes, and I know a lot of times we, we want to get with people that make us moist. I get it. But sometimes it's about finding a, a medium. I mean, it's already said and done. You have your children, I have mine. But the advice I give them is you find someone that loves you because now you don't have to worry about if y'all have two different whatever y'all have to have kind of the same ideologies yes I know lust is amazing but make sure they have a family too because then you can probably you know work it out even if it doesn't work out you know someone with the that knows this kid needs diaper this kid needs to eat this kid you know what I'm saying they have a birthday party it's an it's not just money there's an emotional thing that needs to happen and basically it's just so much into parenting because here's the thing you gotta tell them you love them even when they're pain in the ass we talked about that last week you love them I love you like I fucking you know you're me you know, telling them stories, leaving out the crazy shit because you don't want them to think, you know. Um, 
but it's still giving them those stories, right? Even little bits. And so that's something I used to do. I don't do because they're older now and they don't want to kind of really be bothered with me, but um, I do a lot of lecturing. I don't do the hit stuff now. Have me and my daughter had moments. I mean, she's 18 now. We had a moment when she was about 13 or 14. She started kind of like, and she was like, you don't talk to me like. And I turned into Hulk Hogan, threw her up. And, uh, yeah, it happened. <laughs> it happened. Oh, Hopefully the statute of limitations has passed. But that's my child. And it's something my father told me. I once went to say something about my brother and sister. And my father told me, when you have your own, you can do what you want. Shut me the fuck up. So when you said <laughs> in the beginning, you know, people want to give you parent advice, but... You got to do what you got to do. You got to do what works for you. Because at the end of the day, it it all either comes back to congratulate you or haunt you. Mm. But other than that, you're doing it. They're alive. That's what I used to say. Oh, my God, they're still alive. <laughs> yes, that part. They're still alive. Like Frankenstein. They're my monsters. And I love them. I love them. I will. I am that parent that I am very. Um, if they did something, I would be the alibi. I'm not gonna lie to you. And maybe I shouldn't make that public notice, but no, they're they're pretty good. You know, I love them. I love them. They could be the kingpin of what's his Chalupa. What's his name? I said Chalupa, the dude, the kingpin in Mexico, the cartel. What do I call him? <laughs> I forgot his name. El Chapo. I said Chalupa. Oh. El Chapo. El Chapo could be my son. I would be like, no, not my son. Not my son. You know? But I know my son. I know my daughter. I know them. I know all the wicked things they do. Because, again, half of them is me. And so that's what <laughs> parenting is understanding. I took a middle school uh, educational goddamn statistics class and so that kind of did help me so I didn't really have to read too many books I spent a lot of time just kind of staring at them and then you working at a school kind of helps you it, it's 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 a lot more children you want to deal with but it kind of helps you to kind of like discern and see what's what and stuff it's just hard because it's yours know that if you're a mm-hmm. teacher people who are teachers and principal their children are crappy they don't have the best grades you really believe that oh hell yeah <laughs> Hell yeah. If you're, uh, it's, it's, it's weird. If you're, if you're a cop, your kid's a criminal. <laughs> the shit is weird. Not all the time. They either want to be a cop like you or they want to kind of just play the fence, you know? It's, I don't and know. it's true. That's, remember, that's what I was saying because I'm like, that was another thing. It's like, you can have the most wonderful parents. And when you see certain kids, you're just like, like, what's wrong with you? Your parents give you the world, and this is how you treat them? Or like you said, they want to all of a sudden just do the most messed up things and be criminals and just, just do whatever and be rebellious, and you're just looking at them like, wow. Like, you know how other people or other kids would appreciate them? Like, oh, man, I wish I had your parents. While these kids are sitting around thinking like, yeah, my parents do too much for me, and I don't like it. I want to be rebellious now. And you're just like, huh? But it just shows you. You can but be the I best parent and these kids turn out like, you I know. have a theory. I, I was doing a show with uh, Ja the Magic Dragon, this lady. Uh, children come from a portal of hell somewhere. I think they're little entities. I don't know how. I don't know. You know when we're making them, right? Making a child mm. is not the easiest. People think it's easy. Making children is not easy. It's like a conjuring of like some spell. And then you, there's a portal that opens. And you don't know what entities, old ancestors that don't want to die, that want to come through with them. Your great, great uncle that liked to drink and smoke and all types of shit. I'm telling you, right? I'm starting oh, to believe that. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to believe that. Because they come in and you know what the worst thing that you can have? Your children's friends. That is the worst thing any parent, because for some reason, friends, again, will take you to hell, but not bring you out of it. Mm-hmm. And we learn that when we're young. We just learned that a little bit quicker. I hope, you know, I hope most of us have. But when they're young, they don't know that. This is something that you have to say over and over. I, I swear to you, something that I would say a lot. And then point it out to them and be like, and at one point, sometimes if I didn't like someone, I didn't say nothing. I would say something, but then I would wait for her or him to be like, I'm like, 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's like it's like my I, I just had it's funny because before doing the show i just had a talk with my daughter earlier telling about like yo your friends are not really like the, the the greatest friends you can have i'm like these kids especially for me as an adult they have no respect for me like the things that they have been doing lately with this whole like calling and the way they speak to me i was like i don't know what kind of friends you have and i was like these would probably be the same type of friends that if you still had them around as you're older these would probably be the friends that probably would sleep with your man i was like you really need to know your friends because those are not friends especially when they're not gonna they're gonna disrespect me i can understand that she's doing it but now when your friends are doing it that's a problem there's like this whole little click oh we're gonna have a whole disrespect thing yeah we're not doing that that's why I told her, I was like, your friend's not allowed. Your friends, I was like, let them come in through this door this time. I told her, I will call the cops. I'm not doing this no more. I was like, I don't I don't think it's right. Like, especially now your friends are disrespecting me. Like, I already have enough You're of you. Checking, you ain't checking them at the door? Check them at the door, girl. Like a bouncer. Yeah. I know. But it's it's been more of like, let's say when I'm not home because I'm working. That was the problem I was having with her. And you see, that was another thing I used to tell her. It's like, you expect me to to want to give you things but i want to go to work in peace i want to make sure that i can go home i'm mean, go to work come back home and do what i need to do not have my neighbors stop me before i get inside not have people call me and tell me what my child is doing it's like come on can i get a break like this is the type of stuff she was doing to me and it just got so annoying because it's like gosh i can't even walk out that door because she's always doing something and then people have to let me know and I'm, I'm and at the same time at that time in my mind i was like i don't care what these people think of me if even if they must think i'm a bad parent i was like in my mind i don't care because i was like these people do not live in my home they don't know everything that i've been through what i do with them and what i don't do and how i've been trying to discipline them so i was like everybody could say whatever the fuck they want but i know that i've been doing my best and i've been trying so it's not like I'm like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to let them be well. No, there's a lot of talking, a, a lot of everything, because it's like, yo, you live in this building. You're making me look a certain way. And I was like, you need to stop them because next thing you know, they're going to throw us out because you're thinking that whatever you're doing is OK. Like you're not seeing what's going on. But I am because, again, I'm the adult. Guess who? Guess who? Everything that comes to is to me because I am the adult. I am the parent. People might say something to them from time to time, but they, everybody always comes to me. I said, hello, I'm mom. I mean, who else are they going to go to? God damn. I, I, I couldn't even imagine being in your shoes. Um, that is tough because, you know, my, my, I'm not gonna, my children are very protective, especially with my daughter, because I'm really all like cook for everyone or take them out. You know, I'll take everyone out and I'll bring them to eat. Like, I don't know, whatever the stupid restaurants are in New York. And um, my daughter would say, no, we're not doing that. My son has said, no, we're not doing that. They don't fucking deserve it. You know, my kids, are, they're, they're the opposite. They're very like, nah, you ain't doing that for my friend. They don't deserve that shit. Fuck them. Fuck <laughs> them. Yeah, I, I yeah. that's something I instilled in them. And even though they fight, I don't know how your children are. Are they lovey-dovey with each other? Because my children fight because they're like at that one's 14, oh, one's no, 13. Oh, no, fight too. Okay. I was always curious about that because I'm like, am I like, am I the only parent that have these children that are always fighting? Because I always felt weird about like, I was like, it's like, it's just only my kids. Like, why can't these kids get along? And then the age difference, they're not too far apart. But it's just like, at times I felt like it was World War Three. It was just like, you don't understand. I just wanted to like pull my hair out because it's like, hey, I'm going to do this for you. And I try to find ways to kind of get everybody to calm down. Like, yo, just just go over there. You go over there. Take this with you. <laughs> and it was just like nothing was working. And I was just like, is this their job to fight with each other and annoy me at the same time? Because well, I really don't know what was going on. Here's the thing. Oh, here's what I did start doing because I got so fed up. I said to them, listen, if there's not a limb missing, if there's no blood or blood on the fucking walls, if people are not dying, I don't care. Now, every once in a while, if you do with an earshot, hey, you fat fucking bitch, let me tell you, these kids can cuss. And I know they probably got that from me. But they can cuss each other out horribly. But here's what I do when I sit them down. Let me tell you something. When I'm dead and gone... I need this to fi get fixed. I want this. I don't want y'all to be like most of these people out here with siblings. Y'all don't get along. You know what I'm saying? That shit is dumb as fuck. Y'all and came from the same motherfucking pussy portal. That's how I talk. They be looking at me like, oh, God, why is she talking like this? And guess what? I do hear them. Hey, Jaden, I, I 
I broke it, but I need you to take the fall for me. Yo, Jazz, I need some money. Yo, how much you need? I hear them. And I go, okay. They got their bond. I hear the bond. And so that's when I go. When they're arguing, I go, this ain't too fucking serious. Because when people need money or when people want somebody to take the fall and do fucking prison time in, in parent prison, they take it. So I'm like, it's not that bad. I just think it's a sibling thing. It, uh, it is what it is. Yeah, and I've and I've the same thing you just said. I've I've always to repeat that. Like I don't know how many. Again, our job, you know, is the constant being repetitive or just giving them reminders. Because I would tell them the same thing. I was like, I was like, all three of y'all came out of the same vagina. I don't care who your daddy is. You all belong to me. I am your mother. You are brother and sister, not half whatever. I don't care. That's like maybe from your father's side that you start saying this half shit. But with me, you're all siblings you all came from me that's how i look at it and that's how i would tell them like you're all brother and sister i don't care who your daddy is you all came out from me mommy gave birth to you, you came out of this vagina i'm mommy your siblings brother and sister no half and half shit so i would tell them that because it was the same thing like you said this all this fighting and i would say the same thing like you're saying i'm like when i'm not here I was like, I really hope you guys actually do get along later on. Like, you guys need each other because I was like, if you really think people out there are supposedly your friends, not everybody's really there for you. And hopefully you can have family be there for you to have your back. Because this whole thing where you're thinking friends, I mean, sometimes friends can turn into family, but that's not everybody. That's some people. Everybody out there is not going to look out for you like that. Like, hello, family. Family's here as long as you have that bond. They should not, you know what I mean? There should not be no animosity, this hatred, none of that. Because it's like, why? What is it? What happened? You know? Like, you have to be there for each other. Because like you said, the same thing. Like, when I'm no longer here, I don't know. Right. Here's the thing. What happens if... We have a house. What happens if we have some land? What happens if I've left a bank account? I don't care if it's five fucking dollars and you got to spit it $2.50. I need you guys to be fair with one another. Don't, no one put your nose up in the air. You might have a spouse. You, you might have a spouse. Do you get what I'm saying? But I want you guys to be respectful to each other. I don't care. You're supposed to have that line of unity. And it's something I'm always, I'm just saying it. I said, because when I'm not here, I told them I'll fucking haunt you motherfuckers, you know. I'll burn the fucking house down and no one gets anything. And I'll make sure not to pay the last month of insurance. So you won't get any money. This is how I talk. I got to talk like a Jew. But, I mean, I got to talk like a crazy Jew. You know what I'm saying? I got to say crazy shit like that. I want them to understand, like, no, I need y'all to get y'all have the same bloodline. You came from mama, right? There's a saying where it says, uh, Pa is boss, where... No, pa, pa is boss as everyone knows, but what Ma says always goes. That was a plaque in my grandma's mm. house. Nice. <laughs> oh man, I feel like every time I do these shows with with a certain topics, I feel like you know we we can talk forever and just you know continue. Um, I know we went over the time, but hopefully that makes up for the you know the little interruption in the beginning. No, it's okay. But, you I, know, I, as usual. I told the next show, I was like, yeah, give me to uh, 10 minutes after. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, the, just something I wanted you to answer, right? Because this is something that, this is a recording that'll be here when you're long gone. Just something you want to relay to your children. I'm sentimental like that, and I know it's so way out leftly, but I just, right now I just want you to think about something you want to say to them, something loving that they'll hear from you. Oh, goodness. Um, I mean, I ain't I've shit. always said, I'm like, in a stop spot, sorry. Oh, okay. Now I was going to say, um, my kids, I, I know they're, they're great, and they have so much potential, and I see it, and it sucks because, like I said, I see it. I want them to see it as well. But at the same time, like, I mean, I've always said, as, as tough as mommy looks and I seem very cold-hearted, I love these kids. I would do anything for them. Again, they have not seen me do it, but I have stories, but I would do anything for them. I love them regardless. Even if I don't say I love you as much, I do love them in my own way. <laughs> and I might not say it, but Again, yeah, I just think, you know, they're very smart. I know they have potential. I just want them to see that as well. And again, like I said, I would love them. I would, look, I would kill, fight anybody for them. That's how much, like, regardless of how mad they make me, I still love them because, again, they're my children. 
regardless of whatever. They're my kids and I love them, you know? They came out of me. You can't stop loving them, you know? So I guess, I don't know if you're going to say anything else. I guess we're, I'm closing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that was good. I, I just, you know, if they have a yeah, I just want them, you know, you just want them to know, yeah, you guys frustrate me, but it's not even, it's just a parent thing. And there'll be parents one day and they're going to be like, this is what the fuck she was talking about. Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying? Because we all exactly. go through that. I get it now with my, how my mother was. I'm not so enraged at, you know, all the beatings and stuff. Sometimes I felt like she went overboard. But my father, not even so much. He didn't beat me that much. But then when he beat me, it was an accident. It wasn't an accident. He thought I was failing school, but they made a mistake. And he was like, I'll never beat you again. I was like, thank God. And he wasn't even like Aww. a beat. It was like a spank on the hand. But nonetheless, it was one of those, I got to see the different parenting side of each one and it was just things that I said I'm not going to do with my children now children are hard headed but at the end of the day we have to pour into them what we want and parenting is not easy it's it's not but thank you thank you Angie (laughs) thank you and I appreciate you thanks so I I just want to say oh we're in double all right. <laughs> I want to say thank you to the listeners for tuning in. Check us out on the wakeupradio.com and otwtube.com. You can catch replays on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Thank you for listening to Thoughts of a Light Skin Woman. Shout out again to my producer, Cindy Ashby. Tune in next week to On the Wake Up Radio at 9 p.m. for another segment of Thoughts of a Light Skin Woman. I think, I don't know if the next one's going to be, I don't know if it's mental health, but I eventually I'm always posting either mental health and uh, eventually after that about social media. So remember, life is too short. Enjoy life to the fullest. Good night until next time. Hey, Yurima Karama here with a quick infomercial and I have a question for you. Are you tired of social media outlets that block real content? I mean, are you tired of your favorite internet truth teller getting blocked or put in fed book jail? Tired of making a comment and the algorithm quickly deems your comment to be offensive and takes it down? I mean, are you tired of making a post and a fact check pops up, making it look like your info isn't accurate and then it turns out that the fact check is actually the lie? Are you tired of seeing white people get by with racist commentary or post and they never get blocked, but unapologetically black truth tellers are always having their videos taken down? Tired of having to wait a month or seven days or 14 days for your favorite social media truth teller to get their page back up because white owned social media outlet owners take their content down whenever they feel like it? Tired of black people getting on white owned social media outlets and finding out that the outlet is making billions of dollars, but You don't get one red cent of that money? Well, if you're really tired, then you should do as I did and make the switch. Yeah. Come on over to otwtube.com where your content and comments are actually accepted. Also, get the Urema Karam app where you can stay up to date on real truth that lamestream media intentionally hides from you. Come on over to sites that accept you being unapologetically black. I mean, come on over to sites that love you being free to express yourself. This is why I took my aboriginal indigenous melanated ass on over to OTWTube, because I recognize the importance of freedom of speech. I recognize that I would be doing my ancestors a tremendous disservice if I stayed a slave on social media outlets that want to dictate what I say and when I can actually say it. If you're tired like I am, then make the switch now to OTWTube.com and get the Yurima Karama app. Tap into the truth, because that's what you deserve. I am Yurima Karama, and I approve this message. Look it up. Flawed individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Diang. Cindy Ashby Productions. On the wake up.